Welcome to The Starting Point, Careers at SAP, a podcast where we talk to talented people at SAP about their experiences and insights into the working world. Welcome, everyone. My name is Norman Junior. It's a, such a pleasure to be here as your host in the Starting Point on SAP podcast. And I'm here with my lovely co-host, Catherine Finlay. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing today? We are so excited to be here. We have another incredible guest. Uh, but also here with us, we have our other co-host, Ice. Hello, guys. Welcome back to Season 3, Episode 2. I'm so excited to be part of it this time. So we also have another co-host, Amanda, with us. Hello, guys. I'm so excited to be joining on episode two. We have some technical issues on the episode one, but here I am now. <laughs> <laughs> we don't necessarily need to think about the electricity issue again. Like in the yeah. first episode, Amanda was without electricity. So like she was, guys, I will be able to join. I won't be able to join. <laughs> I Sorry. hope you can allow me to, to come on the previous episode. Okay, we're good to go now. The whole team is here. So, and the most important, and now Ezekiel Massa, our amazing guest. Please introduce yourself. Hi, Norman. Hi, everyone. Uh, well, thank you for this uh, introduction. Uh, yeah, my, that's my name, Ezekiel Massa. You can call me Ese. It's shorter. It's easier for everyone. Okay. Um, Perfect. And, <laughs> uh, well, I, I, what can I say? I'm Head of Diversity and Inclusion uh, for Latin America and the Caribbean. Yeah, that's basically what I do for a living. And <laughs> yeah. I'm mostly at work, at, uh, after work. I spend a lot of hours working. <laughs> I, I love the way that they say, like, I'm head of diversity and inclusion. But, like, it's just this. Like, nothing <laughs> yeah. special. Like, you can see Nothing like, special. Come yeah, on. No, no. <laughs> But like I, I'm so curious about like how how everything started like how Ezekiel Master started before it be like the head of operation like what do you you have done for a living and the things that you were like doing before like got to this position? Okay, yeah. Well, I when I finished high school, um, you know, I, I lived in a small town uh, before uh, moving to Buenos Aires. I, I'm in Argentina. Okay. Um, so um, when I finished high school, I came to Buenos Aires to study. Um, I majored in translation studies. Oh, cool. uh, so I'm, I'm a translator. I have a curiosity uh, how how it works like to to work in, in in the translation industry because like we we know like we see it happening, but we don't know necessarily how how it works in the background. Like this is just a curiosity yeah. because before well, it, it it didn't really work for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, but no, no, I mean, I mean, I, I think I never really invested a lot of time into, you know, actually working as a translator. But I, I enjoyed it. I mean, the, the times that I did it, I, I really enjoyed it. And mostly, you know, it, what I did was um, subtitling for movies and TV shows. That that took a lot of my time uh back when i when i started and then also some uh legal paperwork okay. uh that that's that was also some of the things that i did I, I have a question about the movies so i think we we all know that humor doesn't really translate uh yeah. so if there was a joke in the movie how did you address that did you do the exact translation or try to figure out like what would the joke equivalent be i i, I would try to find an equivalent 
I, okay. I, I got very creative in, in some translations. <laughs> I, was, want to, yeah. I want to know if you have some <laughs> any of the, your projects, like you have a favorite one, like a movie that like hits you different or you just was like translating and like, okay, we're good to go. <laughs> I don't even remember because that was so long ago. <laughs> But there were some that I had done for um, a movie festival, uh, an international movie festival that, that was taking place here in, in Buenos Aires. Um, and it, it was um, an indie film festival. Oh. So the, the kind of movies that I got to see, you know, like nothing I had ever seen before. And the fact that I got to uh, do the subtitles for them, Uh, you know, made me see them in a whole different way than if I would just have gone to the movies to see it. But it, it was interesting. It was an interesting part of my life. But I was doing both things. I was, uh, you know, having a, a full-time job. I think that by that time, I was already at SAP and doing this translation work on the side. So it was like too much time of the day uh, dedicated to work. Um, so I there was one, so much. one yeah, yeah there, <laughs> there was there was one point when I said no well I I have to decide what I'm going to do and uh, so I, I I stopped doing translation which I'm very comfortable with right I mean it was what I studied and I liked it I enjoyed it for the time that I did it but then I realized that that wasn't really uh, fulfilling for me anymore so I stopped. Does make a lot of sense? Like, I guess we, we need to respect like this kind of phases. Like, we have a lot of different, not necessarily just skills, but like jobs and stuff that happens in our life. That it probably is a first step to the to the bigger picture, as I can say. But I want to understand better, like, what your what what were you like your main role on SAP during this time that right. you were you were doing web translation right. stuff? So I I I was I I majored in translation. That's what I I did first. Um, and before SAP, I got another, uh, my main first job was um, at another German company. You know, what I was doing there was actually customer support. And I did that for a couple of years. And then uh, some friends of mine had just joined SAP. And they were telling me about this, uh, you know, this, this is such a great company, you know, the environment <laughs> and the culture, you, you're going to love it. You have to it apply. It start like this. <laughs> you'll be like, dude, chill. And when you join this stuff, you'll be like, oh, damn, they, they were telling this true. <laughs> so, so they referred me and, and then I applied and, and I got in. And that was already uh, 10 years ago. Wow. Uh, wow. Yes. <laughs> Time flies. Um, so when I joined, I was uh, in a team in, in, in finance. Uh, so, yeah, not related at all to translation. <laughs> yeah, no. That's a big jump right there. Uh, <laughs> but I was doing mostly stuff related to, to you know, uh, invoicing, you know, billing of our customers and that kind of thing. Uh, and then I, yeah like you work at in the O2i team I did yeah dude I oh my god I bother you I, I bother this team so much like I'm in the sales <laughs> department so you know what happens like I don't know if you are responsible for like approving code <laughs> and stuff like for just like to to people to understand what is O2i I don't remember like the meaning of the <laughs> the, the, the meaning is order to invoice 
Okay, so perfect then. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ezekiel. Yeah. Like, is the department on SAP who is responsible for billing and like for approving pricing quotation land proposals when we send to the customers? And here in the sales department, as I work, like when we need like a, a sales quotation, we understand that they have like a list of priorities and stuff. But like, a thing that you start to learning is all salesmen have a real deep problem with anxiety so every day so we always be like hey you know about my quote like i know that you saw it so what, what is going on we start like to follow up this person i know you saw Insanely. it uh, why have you not responded um it's been five minutes i'm still yeah. waiting and just like norman everyone else was asking the same thing so <laughs> it was it was good to be hard to manage sometimes yeah i i i spent a, a few years in that in that order to invoice universe uh then i moved on to a, a different team in contracting but you know along the way i i started to to uh spend a lot of my time on diversity and inclusion um as a volunteer right that that's how i started i think it was six years ago or so um that that I started with that and you know taking on some initiatives you know back then back in 2015 diversity and inclusion was not really considered that important in general in organizations I mean there, there was not uh, you know it was not a, a topic as visible um, and strategic as it is now so you know back then Argentina to to start with this topic it was and well I I I, I began with pride at SAP. You know that our employee network for the uh, inclusion of the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, so I, I I launched the first chapter of Pride at SAP in Hispanic America because in it it already existed in Brazil. So I, I launched it in Argentina and then helped it you know expand across the rest of Latin America. This is so cool! Like amazing. I- I want to understand like how it was like this first launching, like the things that's going yeah. that, that that worked and like the things that probably could improve, and like just to have a, like a quick feedback to understand the scope of the project because like is a is a real deal like right now today like we have a huge projects besides like considering this topic around SAP so so understand like being the first launching in the marketing unit that you work like this is a great step to to like understand how everything started. Yeah. And did you get any like pushback from it when you were first launching it? And what challenges did you face there? Luckily, that there was no uh, pushback uh, from the organization. I mean, there was a lot of support. Uh, there was no money, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a big one. <laughs> yeah. So that, 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 that was the challenging part. Uh, how it started, it, it, as I was saying, in Brazil, it already existed. Right. Uh, it had been uh, going on for a couple of years already. And until then, I, I hadn't really been I think I, I hadn't really been paying attention to what SAP was doing and to what people were doing uh, uh, at SAP, you know, you know to, toward making uh, our culture more inclusive. And then one day I, I, I attended a meeting and, and these two uh, people from Brazil uh, who had uh, come visit uh, Argentina, they, they were telling us about all the great job, uh, the, the great things that uh, were going on there. I said, wow, this is amazing. I had no idea that all of this was going on at the company that I've been working for for the past, well, how, how long, four years. Uh, 
Um, and so I, I, I raised my hand and I, I volunteered. I said, please, I want to be involved somehow. I want to be part of this because it, it, it resonates with me. Uh, you know, I, I, I am, I'm gay. So I, I wanted to, you know, to do something uh, about it and, and, and bring visibility to this topic. And so that help ensure that people, other people like me, felt safe at work, that they felt uh, seen and valued and and represented. It's so pretty when he starts to talk about like this. And, like, yeah, like, it's you can, brave. Like, uh, I, I don't know how, but just please put me in. I want to do something there. You know, I want to I want to do something that means that that's going to mean someone to other people. I don't know how. Just just let me go. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Like, it's so great. Like you can feel like when when a person is passionate about is passionate about like something that she, like he's doing. Like it, it's so it's so cool to to see you yeah uh yeah well i i, I did I, i felt very passionate i still do uh about it about pride about diversity and inclusion in, in general so yeah that, that's how i started I, i volunteered and then i was assigned the task okay now take care of the launch in argentina so i i started figuring out what how to launch uh and i did a couple of, of things and and you know um people started to get interested uh in in what was being done and in the stories that we were telling we did some events and, and that's how the the team started to grow right so it wasn't just me uh but then you know a, a group of people who were supporting and wanting to, to to drive different actions and initiatives to to create more visibility and, and empower others this is great like yeah. i i have a question about like if you have like a special memory about something that like is really remarkable to you I guess like the whole project is probably like when you're talking about passion, like everything counts. But like sometimes we have like some moments like that. I don't know. Life hits different, you know. I, I think that there are many highlights, but this one particular project that I, I'm I'm most proud of that I, I'm I'm no longer involved directly, but but I I helped create it. That was a project that we did with uh, that we're still doing with Casa Trans. It's an organization here uh, in Buenos Aires, as you know, Casa Trans. That that would be Spanish for uh, trans house, uh, and it's a you know it's a it's a space that's managed by the by the government and the Argentine uh, Association of uh, Trans. Uh, that it it provides a, a safe a safe environment for trans underserved trans communities in in Buenos Aires to to go during the day and to learn something new, to get some medical tests. Uh, you know, that they provide a whole supportive uh, environment for them. We we started in, in 2018 going there every week to to offer a new learning opportunity for them, right? To uh, help them with their employability. And we were doing English and computing lessons. And that was, I think, very fulfilling. And it was a learning experience for the both parts, not just for them who were attending, but also for the volunteers who, who went yeah. there every week to teach. And that that's really a, an amazing thing that we, we did. And that's still going on. It, it's currently being led by the, the current leads. Uh, and they're, they're doing an amazing job, really. That, that, so I think that's the, the main highlight. No, this is, this is amazing. Beyond like, meaningful. Yeah. 
Like it, yeah. it's so cool when we, we we have this perspective, like how to to provide a way to improve a life of a person. Like this, I, I guess like always that we have this intuit of of helping and like developing like a future for for anyone. Yeah. Like this is this is is so amazing. Like. Congratulations yeah. for all you Norman, have <laughs> like, Norman, you just hit it right on the head for me because it's that empowerment of others that you're tr- focused on like helping them learn and you're learning at the same time. And really, it's not just like, all right, helping them out for the day. It's really helping them for the future. And I think that's so amazing. Those projects are so cool. But then um, as an SAP employee or maybe for our audience as a young talent, how do you think we could get involved in all these projects or maybe in the different chapters of um, the pride uh, uh, I mean for the different chapters in different regions of SAP yeah that's a lot I mean and, and that's I think what one of the amazing things about SAP you know all these employee network groups that we have all over the world uh, I mean just in Latin America we have over 30 uh, different uh, chapters, counting Pride at SAP, Business Women's Network, Black Employee Network, uh, Cultures at SAP, Autism at Work, DAP, which focuses on on inclusion of people with disabilities, Generations at SAP. I mean, there's so much, you know, catering to all different interests and uh, around the world, it's it's the same thing, right? So I think it's a matter of, you know, just finding out who is uh, responsible for DNI or who the the main contact should be for these ENGs. So just send them an email or or a chat and, and find out how you can collaborate. Because the the doors are always open to anyone who wants to contribute, and that's a good thing. And also, it's important to mention that you know you don't have to be a a, a member of that community for instance for pride SAP, it's not that it's this is restricted exclusively to lgbtq plus no i mean of course not it's open to everyone right uh and that's the importance of allyship so with every employee network it's the same thing they are open to anyone who wants to collaborate like i have one more question about like we already talked about the past, but I want to have a, like a, your vision about like the future. What do you think about like oh, the next steps of your main project, like and like your currently goals? If you want to share like the professional and the project goals or the personal ones, if you want. That's. I think that's a tough question. Yeah, <laughs> I like the deep yeah. ones. <laughs> uh, well, let, let me let me uh, let me Sorry. break. Uh, people to where I am now. So okay. uh, after after uh, leading Pride at SAP for quite a few years, then I, I started in this role as head of uh, diversity and inclusion for the for the region in April of last year. So you know, it's all, all, already been over a year, uh, almost a year and three months. And it was uh, challenging, first of all, because of the, the change of scope in the in the role, I mean, I was doing DNI as a volunteer, right? And then now being assigned full time was a, a big change. Uh, so there's a, a lot of new people that you have to meet, and the, the scope is regional, so from all over the region, all, all different market units and different cultures. So I had to to navigate that and navigate that during the the pandemic, uh, right? Because 
when I started yeah. in the room, just crazy. when lockdown had started. I haven't got the chance yet to meet with any of these new stakeholders, like face to face, just yeah. virtually. So that was also a challenge, uh, a challenge and having to you know, rethink everything that we had uh, we had been doing until then, you know, for DNI, you know, it, DNI was mostly about meeting each other, uh, gatherings, you know, events with rooms full of people. And now we cannot do that anymore. So we had to think of new ways to still be able to engage people and, and keep them motivated to participate and, and, and keep, uh, keep diversity and inclusion uh, on top uh, of the priorities because it is, right? It is uh, very important, not just for the business because there's a great business case uh, for diversity and inclusion. You know, when there's an inclusive environment, there's more creativity, innovation, and, and commitment, but because it's the right thing, right, to do. It's the right thing for people to feel welcome where they spend most of the time, right? Yeah. And that that's really what drives me to be in this job. It's not the business reason, but the, the human reason. Like, so well, the, the main goal right now is adapting, like, for the new reality that we are living. Yeah. So this this is a tough challenge. Like, uh, I, I can relate to this as, as a content creator inside and outside SAP. Like, I have some communities that I want to engage in different projects. And most, like, most of the time, I always thinking about, like, how you can, like, create, like, an environment as people can, like, feel the causes and, like, be participative without like the human touch, as I can say like this. This probably is one of the hugest drivers that we have, like, because yeah. like when you're in, the, in, in in a place like with everyone, like you can feel everyone, you can see everyone and like try to move this to a virtual space. Like Ezekiel have like a tough challenge right now to do, but I'm <laughs> <laughs> thinking about like this way. I, I actually have one question. How was this transition that you made from the being a volunteer to the project SAP and then to to your main role today? How was this this brief space? <laughs> yeah, well, I I had I had been leading private SAP for uh, five years almost. So of course, you know, Pride holds a very special place in my heart uh, still. But I think it, it was a very smooth transition because you know we in the team we had lots of volunteers who were doing great work you know really driving a lot of actions to create visibility and empower others so you know whenever there's a change in, in a leadership within an employee network what we do is open up to anyone in the country to apply but we would expect that people within the, the team will do so, right? And that's what happened uh, with when I left. So we got uh, a bunch of people who, who applied and then we did some interviews and, and made the, the selection. So it, it was a very smooth transition, I would say, for Pride. For me, that was a bit more challenging because of what I was just mentioning, right? It's not the same doing a, a lot of things as a volunteer than then, you know, actually that be your, the, your the core job of your job, right? That's the that's your job description, and not just for the LGBTQ plus, but for everyone. So 
it, it was challenging. But it, it's important also to understand that the ownership of uh, inclusion is not just for people who work in DNI or the employee networks or HR, but it, it's it's everyone's responsibility, right? Because uh, we all have the power to connect with others and to empathize and, and to make that other person maybe different from who we are, feel included and feel part of the conversation. So when, when you get to understand that, then perhaps you relax a little bit and say, well, okay, maybe this it's not all on me, but it's on everyone. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a shared responsibility. Well, just to learn more about you, so you have mentioned that you're now your full-time job is head of diversity and inclusion. But um, just to let um, our audience know more about you um, as a full-time job, can you describe your like day-to-day -day job or what's a life and a, a day of a life of a head of diversity and inclusion? That's also a difficult question to answer because <laughs> there's no two days alike. But what they all do have in common is lots, lots of meetings <laughs> with different people from different parts in the region or, or the world. So sometimes I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm with back-to-back -back meetings all day and then I, I get to start answering emails at 6 p.m. But uh, I mean, I, I love it, really. I, I, can't, I can't complain. But in general, what I would say is, think, you know, we, we have a global strategy for diversity and inclusion. So... We need to adapt that to our needs and, and challenges in the region and in each country in the region. So that's what that's one of my main uh, tasks, right? And helping manage all of the employee networks that we have, you know, I'm their uh, point of contact. So we have to ensure that the messages from the employee networks are aligned with the DNI strategy and also keeping track of all these uh, operating targets that we have. You know, we are looking at how we can be better uh, employers for all of these uh, underrepresented communities for, uh, you know, uh, black people uh, in Brazil. That's one of our focus, right? Yeah. Uh, but also for the uh, autism uh, community and for uh, women and for, you know, all the groups that the uh, ENGs represent, the employee networks represent. So. Yeah, that I think that would be kind of a description of my of my job and participating at a ton of events you know, as as a as part of the audience or as a speaker. So it, it's it's really interesting. It's very diverse and dynamic. Yeah. Uh, I would hope. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, that, there's always something, and that that's what makes it. That's what keeps it interesting. So can you share with us like what qualities or personalities you will look into for people fitting in to this div diversity and inclusion department? Well, I, I think that the, the, main, the main thing should be having the, the motivation to help build a more inclusive culture at SAP or whatever organization you may be at then probably some project management skills would come in handy because you know there, there's so many different stakeholders that you have to you know work with and remember what you've discussed the last time and then i'm not confused <laughs> with other people so uh, so keep keeping notes is also very important you know I, I i would also say that being open to meeting new people all the time which maybe a challenge to someone I mean, to, to, to some people i mean for me it sometimes is i i consider myself an introvert so 
sometimes you know meeting new people and not knowing what to say or what to talk about it's like oh well it's it can be so stressful but i mean i i think that part of of a job in dni or at, anywhere right now it, it involves stepping out of your comfort zone to to learn something new i mean because i think once you do once you're not feeling comfortable anymore that's when you learn the most absolutely yes. I have like like a, a quick wrap up about the like the three things that I most value in the conversation. So Ezekiel, you can correct me if you think that like don't make any sense. So the first thing that I take note that I believe that is one of the best things that we can like relate it to is build your uh, build a future for someone is the coolest thing that you can do ever. Like this is so amazing. Like when you and can like have a life empowering yeah. people as Catherine said the second thing that i like really 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 like it about the conversation is uh your passion sometimes can come as a side hustle before it's blow up so like you need to have a lot of different jobs that you don't necessarily relate mm -hmm. to before yeah. you find the one that you really really like like this is so expiring like People can like be, I see like most of the time people in or aces be like so anxious about like finding passions and like decide if they are in the right path or not. And when you see an example of a person like who was like in a lot of different paths, because like you can see a, a, a translator who moved to a billing person, who moved to a contract and legal person, like his head of a pride uh, and diverse inclusive department, like is, is a lot of different things going on here. Yeah. So like when someone see this like can feel like relatable to understand that sometimes you just need to work in the things that you you have right now because like you need to survive and make some money to to uh, to exist you know yeah <laughs> and, and i and i know it, that can be frustrating sometimes because it was for me right i mean i've spent i've, I've been with sap 10 years But and there were some times where you know things wouldn't go my way, or I applied for a different role than the one I had and didn't get it, and you know that that you know that all frustration that keeps adding up, and you start feeling like oh well I'm I'm not enough. You don't realize that in the future you might get actually where you were meant to be yeah. all along. Every, every step of I guess every step of the journeys we made is. It's really important and sometimes we don't see it at the moment, but in the future when we look back, we see that, oh, uh, every step that I took in my career took me where I am today and it was important. So yeah. we need to to see that better sometimes. All right, Norman, I'm going to, before we sign off, because you, you kind of summarized the whole thing, the whole podcast for us, but I want to hear from Ezekiel one last time. What final advice do you think Norman missed? because I'm sure we all did. What kind of advice? I would say follow your dreams. I don't know. I, I think it did summarize it, but uh, I think that, that that's really what got me here and never stop learning, right? Because there's an opportunity to learn every time with every interaction. It's not just the courses that you sign up for, but with every new Uh, person that you meet, every new perspective, you know, that there's always uh, room for learning. So uh, value that because uh, that's what help you develop uh, in your career. 
So, for everyone who is listening to you here, it's a such a pleasure to have you here. And Ezekiel, thank you so much for your time and for sharing your story with us. And I see you in the next episode.